from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast, Romance Edition. <laughs> I love you, Michelle. I love you, Perry. Oh. This is Michelle. Mm. This is Mark. I love you too, Mark. I know. <laughs> it's a menage a trois kind it's of It's a day. menage a trois. Oh, boy. <laughs> on the Tiny House Podcast. That, we must add that wine. We need that, <laughs> <laughs> we need that music. Chicka, chicka, down, down. What's up, Tiny Housers? We are back with another episode of the Tiny House Podcast, and we are excited about everything in life but more particularly the color of my tiny house what is the color of your tiny house cheerful cheerful yellow is it canary (laughs) yellow ochre what is it it is it's so bright you have to put your sunglasses on to see it from space it's from space (laughs) good thing that those nasa astronauts have those sunshades over their visors exactly exactly is it canary yellow so you put it in like a little Cave and cage. see if it comes out okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. It's canary. It's really, really bright yellow because I wanted. I think that a lot of the tiny houses all look the same now. They got the gray and the muted, barnwood yeah, and the exactly. corrugated metal, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of very muted colors. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that the next one was very vibrant, very memorable, very different. Stands um, out like a biatch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like. Um, even even my house, everybody's like, oh, I don't know if I've seen yours before. It's like, yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of. Because like, they all blend together. Because they all blend yeah. together. So Yeah. Yeah. So today I'm excited about the color. I've now put three coats of paint on it, and every coat makes it just that little bit brighter. <laughs> and uh, and then the inside um, also has three different primary colors as well. So it's going to be very colorful and very memorable. The real question is, are you going to give it a tattoo? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I thought about having like a custom, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, filigree? Like a logo or a... Yeah. Some, what do they call it? Pinstriping. I bet mm. our guests would know. Oh, you already said it. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to try and do it. You know what would be cool? What? Banksy house. Hell to the... Yeah. Tiny house. That would be cool to see how he would make a tiny house uh, and pimp a, it out. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I am. Um, I've been talking actually to a couple of local artists to commission some pieces for the inside. Oh. Um, the back is is uh, pretty plain. Mm. Um, I thought of commissioning an artist for that, but you know, again, it's going to be in the back, and no one's going to see it that much. So who's I'll that guy that? On some sorry. Artwork. Who's that guy who was a Duchamp who who used that turned that urinal into art? Was it? I bet. I bet our does art. Let's see. Let me look real quick and see if our guest has any education <laughs> any education <laughs> we know Am- amanda's probably not amish probably so, <laughs> so we can start there why don't we just get her on the show let's do that hey amanda <laughs> how you doing <laughs> so do, do you was it was it was it duchamp who um are you familiar with art fine art are you talking to me again yeah i'm talking to you yeah um i'm not i'm not familiar oh, okay okay I'll have to look that up while while Michelle is asking one of her three parters. That'll give me plenty of time. <laughs> give you a half hour <laughs> exactly to look it up. Anyway, um, 
how so so Amanda <clears throat> for the listeners with Pocket she, Living yes is with Pocket sure. Living which is a it it looks it sounds like it's kind of like a design firm that does interior oh, design yeah right that does interior design but you also do builds right or no yes yes so I actually have an interior design firm in Atlanta and this is something that's a passion project and it turned into a business and so I'm coming from a design standpoint with this business. Um, but I also have construction background, and so I'm morphing the two together. So it would be a little bit different from most of the tiny houses out there, which is what I want. Right on. And I heard that, or I read that you met your some of your team at a co-working space? Yeah. Um, I work at a co-working space in Atlanta. I was working from home. I actually still live in a small town outside of Atlanta, Georgia, called Social Circle, it's not very social. So <laughs> it's probably not a circle either. Because <laughs> um, I was running low on connections and finding new clients for my design firm. So I got a membership at a co-working space in Atlanta called Elevator Factory. It's a great place. Um, and I actually met my business partners and all the people that work with me um, now through Pocket Living at Elevator Factory. Hmm. Um, so we're definitely a co-working example. <laughs> are you, all the way. Are you still in that co-working space or do you have your own? I am. Okay. And um, I, I upgraded. I was just at a desk. <laughs> and so now I have a shipping container office that's in the co-working space. Oh. Which is really nice because it's a small space and it's kind of letting us or allowing us to play with that small footprint and get the most out of it that we can kind of just like a tiny house. And do your, do your uh, designs, do you focus primarily on small spaces? Uh, yes. Yep. Um, through my design firm, I do small to large, you know, whether it's 86 square feet, 86 square foot office to a 7,000 square foot home. Oh. But for pocket living, you know, we go all the way up to about 400 square feet. Oh, so I see. Health, you know, minimum or Got maximum. It. Got it. Okay. And you, you, you do uh, more than just tiny houses apparently, yes? Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, we do tiny, we do tiny houses and uh, tiny offices or small businesses. So one thing that I'm really excited about working on uh, is something, a project that we are, we're kind of, um, we're playing around with and we're trying to put a pitch together to show investors, but we want to put a small uh, village somewhere in, somewhere in Atlanta uh, where people that are having small businesses or startups can have a small business all together in one area. Um, so whether it's a small growler shop or a small hair salon mm-hmm. or something that you can just take with you on the road if you want to travel for work um, or if you just can't afford the extreme prices of a storefront in Atlanta, we could build something that you can own versus mm-hmm. rent. Um, it, sorry. So we are still playing with the idea and, you know, legalistics of it um, and, you know, design-wise and where to put it. Um, but we're really excited about that. So hopefully within the next year, we'll have maybe a little commercial village, tiny village somewhere in Atlanta. Right, Mark, Atlanta. isn't that like expanding the food cart culture here in Portland? Wouldn't that be kind yeah. of a similar situation? You could have a tattoo parlor Very and a yeah. and yeah. hair salon yeah. and, uh, um, you know, like she said, some of those um, smaller businesses that mm-hmm. can't afford a full storefront, mm-hmm. kind of like the food cart culture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean... And in a way, it's it's a version of like what Kevin Kavanaugh's done here in Portland. Yeah, um, with taking cool. existing full buildings, but then doing micro restaurants mm-hmm. in the building. Right. So it's like a step, yeah, a little bit of a step beyond tiny or carts, yeah, but but below a full full blown restaurant. Yeah, as in Pine Street Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. he did like that. Pine. He did that one. That's why he I did the Street ocean. Market. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know Pine Street Market? 
Yeah, I live right in, I mean, our office is actually right around the corner from it. Oh, I no. Pine Street. I go there all the time. My oh. favorite hat store is there. <laughs> we, have a, we have a Pine Street market here in Portland, too. Oh, cool. I had no idea. Yeah. A yeah. new okay. one, yeah. And they don't have a hat store in there. It's all, food. it's all food, unless it's that's going to be a real funky hat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amanda, one the the unique thing that that it seems you are bringing to the tiny house table, it's a tiny table, is um, <laughs> is um, this what seems to be a startup per uh, startup approach to what you're doing. We haven't. Right. I don't think we've. Well, we have spoken to that one guy who owns um, tiny house listing. I think. Mm-hmm. Who is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. also? Mm-hmm. Like, Steve like, a, I think that was him. Yeah, like a true entrepreneur, like a risk taker who's doing right. startups kind of thing. Right. It sounds like you're coming from that sper- perspective too. Is that right? Yeah, I have. You know, I have no monetary background. I mean, this is all that I'm counting on, and I have my design business and I'm this, and now I actually just became a co-founder of a yoga pant business yesterday. So yoga pants. I mean, none of it. Yeah, a yoga pant business. It's off the wall, but it's actually launched yesterday. Um, officially on Kickstarter, so that's something else that I'm doing. But um, I'm counting all on, on this to support me. <laughs> so I I'm hear you. Wait, really a minute, really wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I know. It, it, did she literally? So yeah, kind of a startup. Did she literally say yoga pants? Yes, she company. did. Yes, she yep. did. <laughs> yeah. So a company yoga specifically pants. for yoga pants. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. I really want yeah, to go there. But go there. <laughs> All right, let's go there. I'm, I'm okay. into yoga. Let's so do this. Are you Are you into yoga pants, uh, Amanda? Um, I am actually I'm wearing some right now. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> <is> Perry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've got mine He's on too. Not into yoga pants. <laughs> I know, right? Even guys are into yoga pants, but for different reasons. Yeah, y'all should y'all should check them out. They're called Alana Athletica. Alana. Really Athletica. They they support a small um, nonprofit that's based in Sri Lanka that helps. Um, teenage abuse survivors um, support themselves, wow. so it's really cool. Are 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 um are they made there in Sri Lanka? They are. Yep, they're made in Sri Lanka. So the the key is the goal is to um, take the profits from the pants and teach these girls how to have a new trade, whether it's sewing or uh, fabric design or something that they can use in Sri Lanka and get them a new start. Um, so it's all teenage teenager abuse survivors and they're trying to, you know, make a new life for them so that they can raise their daughter in a better environment kind of thing. Now, um, we don't want to make this all about pants, <laughs> however. And hopefully one day maybe we can even, I, I, I'm talking to my new business partner that's, um, that owns it about possibly doing a small mobile retail store to promote their brand and drive across the country. Hmm. Um, so that's another aspect, you know, with Pocket Living that we want to help people promote their brand. Mm-hmm. And if they can take their business with them, um, it would just, you know, be beneficial for their, you know, for their financial use, for their um, marketing, for all of that. So, so, so what? What yeah, yoga pants? Yeah, yoga <laughs> pants. I'm all into that. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so back to the design company, um, Pocket Living. Have you guys? How long have you guys been in business? And have you uh, designed anything yet? Yes. Um, so we have not been in business that long. We've di- we started designing before we actually officially became a business, mm-hmm. um, but officially maybe about six months. So we're really, really, really new. Um, and we've designed five, five. And I actually have one right now that I am building for myself also, um, but that's just a shell and I'm changing the design completely. So I'm selling the shell right now and I'm starting over. <laughs> Are, did you build that yourself? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. And and the and what is it? What are the five things that you have designed? Um, so a small business. Um, oh. We've done a mobile office space. Mm-hmm. We are doing a, a there is a small home that we built that is in the woods somewhere in Social Circle. Not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, let's see, my house. And then we are also building an off-grid home for someone that lives out in rural Georgia, that is our outside of um, Atlanta. And then um, we are about to start building another house out near Jackson, Georgia. That's by Lake. And the, so are those? So far we've, we've got a good bit on our plate. Yeah. And are those houses? Are they standard size homes or are they tiny houses? They're all tiny houses. Oh wow! Cool. Are they all on yeah, wheels? Yeah. Um, how big? Are, are they, they on, on wheels? wheels? Um, yep, all of them are on wheels except for one. Hmm. Who does who? So when you design them, who does the building? Does the client just take it to where they want it built, or whoever builds it for um, them? I build them. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> you just, you said that you built one yourself. <laughs> you you said you built one yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you're de- you're a designer, and and you're going to be yeah. building them too for your clients. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, we well, I actually just talked to a contractor, and we are going to be hiring a contractor because we are getting busy. That's what I thought. And so um, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a team because let's say we do three on time, I can't I can't do it because I still have to run other businesses. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we have a new contractor, Davis Park, and he's in the area. Also, he's a really he's a really good guy, and he's he's built some uh, container homes, and he's remodeled some buses, and he's built a few tiny houses himself. So we're a good fit. Very My cool. contractor's name is Mark too. He's also your boyfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's <laughs> it's interesting when you talk about um, who the builder is. Uh, Mark and I have a bit of a a bit of a conversation about this too because just because he's the one that frames my tiny houses, I still claim yeah. to be the designer and the builder. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Well, I think that yeah. framing it's. You know, it's hard because you need a few people because, you know, one person can't put on a roof. You need somebody else to do that. You need, you need somebody else to put out walls. But mm-hmm. to me, the other stuff is the hardest. What, yeah. what other stuff? That's the detail work yeah. and the oh, flooring yeah. well, and yeah. the drywall the insulation details, and the fixtures. The and the, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. making sure that the stairs look quality and that all the drawers slide out fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all those little things really add up to make it perfect. Did you have... So that, sorry. Uh-huh. So did you have build experience in your past um sort of yeah so my family my whole family they're all blacksmiths and um they're all hands-on type of people and so my dad and my brother they you know they do iron work and they do you know woodwork and they've built lots of structures and so just kind of growing up around that my parents built their own house so i remember helping with that whenever i was growing up and you know we've built teardrop campers together and so i have a history of building it i you know and before I built mine, it was the first tiny house I'd ever built. Hmm. Um, but, you know, you know the basics, so it's just, it's easy. You just kind of have to use your common sense whenever it comes to putting it all together. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely have a construction background. So let, I'm going to ask you a personal question. You're, I, sure. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher your last name. It's Archambault? Um, it's Archambault. Oh, <laughs> but, Jesus. Wow, um, you did butcher <laughs> <way. laughs> 
French, the, the French pronunciation is Archambeau, but, um, you know, a lot of people say Archimult because it's a lot easier to understand. <laughs> Archambeau so sounds much better. I'm trying to get my email over the phone and I say Archambault. Yeah. Is, Explaining is, Archambault is difficult. Archambault. I, I like how it sounds when you say it. Is it, um, Thank you. yeah, does it, does it, is that French for blacksmith by any chance? <laughs> I wish. That'd be really cool. It would be. <laughs> um, I don't know. I actually don't know what it means. I should Google oh. it. Oh. Never actually looked. Hmm. Interesting. Um, are are you? Uh, you're. You seem really busy. Are you married? Yeah. Um, no, I don't have time for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't have any pets. Um, so I just. I'm kind of married to my work, but yeah. I actually love it. You know, I'm I'm one of those weirdos that was working all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, but no, I definitely don't have time for a relationship. Very cool. Have we actually, I don't think we've talked to a woman builder before, have we? Let me think. Besides me. D? Uh, John? Oh, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> no they're I not mean, really builders. No, I mean commercial builder. Yeah. Oh, I mean, commercial builders. I mean repeat builder, commercial uh, builder. Not Lena. Um, let me think. I was just wondering. I'm Anyways. wondering too. I don't think Nobody so. Nobody I can think of. So, um, Amanda, do you, I'm going to, um, this is going to sound bad, but anyways, I'll say it anyways. So, <laughs> not as bad as the way I put it <laughs> So do you, uh, as a woman builder, do you think that you're still taken as seriously as your as the male counterparts and in, in your competition, for lack of a better term? It depends. Um, there's some cases where, yeah, there's a lot of people that respect it and they think it's great. And I have a lot of support, especially from, I, you know, I purchase from the same places around where I live. I go to the Ace Hardware, that's local. Um, and I purchased from Home Depot, and so I noticed all the all the people that work there, and they're you know excited about it and very supportive. Um, but in other areas, I don't get that all the time. What other areas? Um, you know, just going to hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Right. Sold a pair of yoga pants. Um, sorry about that. There's a tornado warning, so if you guys awesome. can run off or stop talking, I'm in my basement. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Um, but That's cool. Yeah, it'll be all right. No, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in I'm Ohio like, when that happened before. That are sitting in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's some people that I talk to, and they have comments like, oh, there's no way you could build, or, you know, there's no, but, I, you know, I have two business partners, and they're both men, and I've actually taught them how to use power tools because they didn't know when I was on that top end. So it's like, you know, it doesn't really have to do with whether you're a woman or a man. It's just whether you have an interest in power tools or learning how to build. Um, but I've definitely gotten some strange comments. Here, here, sister. <laughs> so um, I've got it. So I've got a question. This might put you on the spot. Um, are the sure. pictures on your website, the houses you've built? Um, no, not all of them. And in, in the hashtags, I have the hashtag inspiration. Oh, and there's a few that are our projects, but, um, you know, if you see a hashtag that says inspiration, it's just something that I want to share as I'm, you know, look at this color or I love the lighting in this house just so I can constantly be sharing something online because in order to be posting every day, people would get bored yeah. seeing the same stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and I, I want to keep engaging people and have people liking and, you know, continue getting everybody's interest. So, um, I kind of have to share other things, yeah. um, Another to keep, you know, if I was posting stuff every single day, we'd have to be building five houses a day. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, but not all of the hours, no. Right. How did you How did you get into uh, design and tiny spaces? Um, I've always been interested in tiny spaces. Why? Um, 
I think, honestly, I don't know if this is maybe thinking too hard about what it is, but I grew up in a really large home. My parents, you know, in the 1990s, the whole mega mansion mm-hmm. thing. And then um, just kind of trying to find smaller spaces in my house to feel comfortable. Um, so I'm actually sitting in a, a small room in my house right now. <laughs> um, but it's just something that I found an interest in probably because I wasn't used to it. And so, you know, I, I would always watch the movies or not the movies, but the, the YouTube channels of those apartments in New York that is one room, but it can transform into six rooms. And that just was really interesting to me to see how smart people were with their space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did go to school for design. And um, all of my major projects I did in school were smaller spaces. And I don't really, I didn't plan it that way. It just kind of happened where that's what I chose to do. Mm. Did you Did you learn blacksmithing from your family? Um, I don't blacksmith, just the men in my family. Oh, I see. Is it a man's sport? Um, sometimes. There's a bunch of women that do it. Uh-huh. Um, hold on one second. Okay. Tor- tornado warning. <laughs> I'm running to my basement. It's failing. Oh, geez. Boy. <laughs> Could we get <laughs> you to go out on the porch? It's okay. I'm still committed <laughs> to talking, talking to you guys. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I might just be blown away. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Okay. Uh, Can you guys still hear me okay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So we were um, talking about blacksmithing. I'm sorry. What was the we're, question that you guys had? We were talking about black, blacksmithing and whether or not women are in that trade. Um, so my father is, he has been a president multiple times, and um, he actually is a, he's on the board for the Blacksmithing Guild of the United States. Oh, wow. And it's, the majority of it is men, but there are a lot of women that do blacksmithing. And it's, they have to use their body different. You know, a lot of men have strength in their arms. And um, blacksmithing, you have to have arm strength to do it. But women also have a lot of strength in their legs. So whenever they're hammering, they kind of stand up on their tiptoes and then slam down with their heels oh. in order to hit. So there's ways that people do it. But the girls that do blacksmithing are definitely tough. They're tough girls. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So, um yeah. What is your design? What is your design approach like? Uh, if a client were to come to you with an idea, are you? How, how do you engage with that person? Uh, we are fully open to custom homes, and that's one thing that I love. Um, you know, I love everything custom because I think within custom you can have a lot of quality. So, if someone comes with a set of plans, we actually got a set of plans from somebody yesterday that wants a home by a lake. Um, and so she drew them out herself and I do AutoCAD software. And so I just put it in there and then we kind of, I, I will interview them about their hobbies, their daily life and try to figure out what is the best way to, to design the house around them. Um, but custom, if someone comes to us with plans or with an idea, I will embrace it and work our design around what they want. What's the strangest thing that someone is? Well, you haven't been in business very long, so well, I'll still ask. Well, just not the so we've had some strange, strange things already, definitely. Like what? Um, so someone wanted us to build a chandelier out of his guitar, and so that was interesting because <laughs> he was a musician and wanted to travel with all those guitars and thought that that would be the best place to work. To hang them. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I see. My synapses just started firing. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, Actually, no, 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 that's not the weirdest. I don't know if you would consider this weird, but um, I was in Miami last week for work, and I wasn't able to meet with one of my clients, but we had a, a phone consultation, and 
had decided on doing a small 14-foot home, a really, really tiny. Um, she wanted to travel with it. And um, she called and said that she wants to put a garage on the back of her tiny house and buy a smart car and drive it up in it. So that whenever she goes, she can park her house, not have to unhook her truck, and then just drive the smart car around town. In 14 so, feet, she wanted to have a garage? Yeah. Well, oh. we're going to be adding. Oh, I see. We're adding on to the 14 feet, but it's what she wants. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> well, it's it's hmm. it's it is odd or strange in the tiny house movement that that would be done. Yeah. But in yeah. mobile structure no, it's world, it's not at all. Not at all. It's just called a, It's just you know, what do they call it? Mobile toy boxes. Uh, yeah, they right. have. It's that's interesting that. But it's a first in the tiny house movement, though. Well, I but it would be. It. Yeah, I've never. And whenever she said that, I was thinking I've never seen that before. I've never seen a garage on a tiny house. I've seen no. some tool sheds. Um, you know, I've seen where people have a tool shed on the back and they store some of their outdoor equipment, but yeah. not a garage. <laughs> so that that seems like an engineering problem, not a design problem. Well, how do you deal with the weight it on is. 14 feet? Um, you can so get two 10,000 pound weight of the, um, the weight of the smart car is 3,000 pounds. And so adding, that, adding the feet to the back of the home to add the garage. And then instead of doing a garage door, we're going to have a door on hydraulics that folds down and also acts as the ramp. Uh, so I do have a, um, a civil engineer um, and a architectural developer that I think I'm going to work with this on um, because, you know, as interior design is not something that I've done before. Yeah. But I like the challenge and I want to try. You know, I would like to think that it is possible. So we'll see, and I'll keep you updated. I think if you got two, two 10,000-pound axles, right? Um, um, but well, I'm, yeah. I or mean, do a triple axle. Three or four axles. Right. I'm not yeah. sure, depending yeah. on that car. What, um, oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, so what, what, is, what, is, what did the, the client originally have as a budget, and what did you bust that budget to to, <laughs> <laughs> to make this work? For the garage? Yeah. yeah. Well, we decided originally we were going to do a $50,000 budget, but we're adding a garage. And so adding that, I'm not sure until I meet with the engineer and talk about the hydraulic system for the door. And then also we've got to calculate adding in an extra axle. So we, it's something that we just talked about um, as of the other day. So we haven't calculated that price yet. Because I've got to do some research. So I guess you're going to, you're going to, um, uh, never mind. I just lost the question. Go ahead, Michelle. So, what would you what would you consider your design theme to be? If I came to you and I said, "Here's fifty thousand dollars. Design me a tiny house that is exactly what you want." Do you have a, a comfort zone? Um, comfort zone. Fifty thousand dollars. First, I would ask what size you would want. And then I would design it around, I, you know, I try to design everything, whether it's, whether it's mostly the way that I've run my interior design business is designing the room around their personality. And so I'd like to say that I don't have a style um, because it's not my style that I'm creating. I'm creating the person's style who's going to be living in it. Yeah, no, so I know that. With, yeah, I know. But, but, uh, I, but I do want to know your style and your sort of comfort zone. So would you consider yourself, for instance, 
Um, the first build that I did, I called it Modern Nostalgia. So I had some barn wood, but I had some also very modern aesthetic, and I used drywall and that kind of thing to make sure it didn't feel like a cabin. Um, would you consider right. yourself sort of a slick minimalist, uh, modern nostalgic? Are you all into barn wood and mason jars? I, I do want to talk about your sense of style, um, okay. yeah, not sure. just how you work with the um, clients. If it were my style, personally, you know, let's say I were to build something for myself and then sell it to somebody, um, I would choose possibly, you know, I like modern a lot, um, and I also like a lot of cultural aspects, so Moroccan style, and the house I'm building for myself right now is 100% Moroccan. Um, wow. But, so I like cultural a lot, I like cultural aspects um, in modern, I'm not really a traditional person. So I'm not into the huge traditional style. And that would include, um, you know, mason jars and barnwood. I'll do it. You know, I like it. I appreciate it, but it's not for me. So so if I were to design something out of my choice, it would probably be something different than that. When you say 100% Moroccan, what are you talking about? Because I, I I think, like, I've been to a Moroccan restaurant, and, like, you're sitting on the on carpets or cushions, right. and the table's, like, Remember a Anita foot Flowers' up. house? Well, Anita Flowers was not 100% Moroccan. No, it not had, 100%. It had hints of, like, sure. Eastern culture. Um, but, so what are, you, what are you talking about, Amanda? Um, let's see. So, for example, doorways, there's a thing called a horseshoe arch. So yes. So the front door is going to be a horseshoe arch with a lot of... Um, typically they have plaster whenever it comes to concrete structures, but since it's a mobile structure, it'll have to be wooden details. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of pattern details within wood carvings, mm-hmm. um, the color is very minimal with like whites and blues, um, and possibly some reds. Uh, so just mainly focusing on the door archways, um, the roof arch is not going to be a normal roof arch, so it's going to be a little bit more of that horseshoe style also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of other ways to explain it. You know, I could definitely show somebody pictures, but whenever it comes to words, it's not something that is easy to explain mm-hmm. um, because it's a little bit more detailed. But uh, it's just a lot of details for sure. Will the, will the decor like be cushions and uh, veils yeah. and incense yeah i want it to feel really um i want it to feel really like within you know let's say you were sitting in morocco i want it to feel real yeah wow what is it about morocco that has you fascinated by that the style to me it just seems really careful so whenever you look at the patterns and the architecture, it seems well designed and it's thought out, not like it's just thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that anything else isn't just thrown together. It just seems very well planned. Mm. And so to me, it's got like a simplicity about it mm-hmm. that I think is beautiful. It, is that is that little clicking going on? Is that your emergency food stash that you're fiddling with, expecting the tornado to hit? Um, possibly. It's <laughs> <laughs> hailing really, really bad outside. Get, oh, so is that what it is, the hail? Because I am. <laughs> Is that the hail, really, that noise? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's got kind of a staccato rhythm. A little Geiger <laughs> counter going yeah, on. As you remember from our instructions, like, sit in the quietest room in your exactly. house. Exactly. When we send in instructions to our <laughs> guests. Luckily, I'm still here, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We'll have to have a tornado disclaimer. You know. If a yeah. tornado hits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you guys need more detailed questions out of me, possibly we can... 
do it whenever it's not storming. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ambient. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying as good as I can. No, no you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. So you're you're in Atlanta. Is that where you are? Yes. Or Secret Circle, I um, think. I, I live social in circle. Social Circle, which is about 45 minutes south of Atlanta. But my office, the co-working space that I work from, is in Grant Park, Atlanta. Mm. So it's about south um, southeast part of Atlanta. Mm. Do you like rap music? Mm, I would say no, <laughs> <laughs> which is not good because I'm in the rap capital exactly. of the United States. <laughs> I have to be in the mood for rap music. I love it. I appreciate it, but it's not something that I listen to every day. Yeah, I get it. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> so what is your family, uh, how does your family and your immediate friends feel about your career choice? Um, do they do they appreciate that the tiny house movement is an extension of your creative endeavors? Or do yeah. they think you're crazy? They all think I'm crazy, <laughs> but they all support me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they definitely, everybody's, really well with supporting me um and they've all my friends and family have been supportive since day one and so I, I think that they also have the same drive that i do and they can see the same path that i'm going down um and so with you know puck living and also with ocean interiors um my design company i kind of have the same mentality with both You're, so they yes sorry the name of your your design company is that is after your first name your last name is that it what you is. said archambault yep. It just rolls out the tongue. I just love that. Archimbald. Um <laughs> So, so you're. Have you always wanted to do your own thing? Yeah, I think so. Um, I like having the freedom and the independence, mm-hmm. and also being able to make my own choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if they're not the best choices, I try to do the best that I can. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think that no matter what you do, if you continue to try your best, that you eventually will have an amazing outcome. I totally agree. Because, yeah, as long as you're working hard, you'll see the you'll see the product in the future. Mm-hmm. What what? So we're that's that's one thing that we're working with Pocket Living. We're just working every day on something different. Even if we don't have anything coming up that week to do, we'll, we'll find something to do. Yeah. So that we're always moving forward. How how young are you? I'm 23. Oh my goodness! You're really young. Congratulations! Yeah, I'm a baby. <laughs> I built my first house when I was 23. Wow. Well, no wonder why you don't have time for a relationship. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you got shit good shit to do. It's all tiny house and yoga pants. <laughs> it's tiny house and yoga. There's the title of the show. There's the title the show. of the show. <laughs> it wrote itself as it commonly does. <laughs> so um, when you're not when you're not um, building tiny houses and designing people's tiny spaces and hiding out from tornadoes. <laughs> um, what <laughs> what do you do in your scant spare time? Um, you don't listen to I rap don't music. Have much spare time. <laughs> I just went on vacation to Miami. One of uh, one of my closest friends uh, visited me. She lives in uh, Germany. She's born and raised there. Lives there, and so she just. Uh, came and visited me. We went and spent the weekend in Miami. Uh, but other than that, I really enjoy dancing. So I like salsa dancing, and I think that there's an art to cultural dances that I think is really interesting. So if I can go and take a class or um, go to a like um, a concert where they have dances, I like doing that a lot. Very cool. And salsa dancing, do you speak Spanish? I don't speak much. <laughs> I can speak a little bit. Um, not enough to have a full-on conversation. Right on. Um, 
Um. <laughs> we, wow. <laughs> we just drew. We had a double drink, blank draw question situation just now. I was going to ask a question. I forgot it. I looked at Mark. Mark tried. I looked he, at Michelle. <laughs> it was staring at her coffee, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so are your partners, the partners are different in the yoga pants, obviously, in the tiny house. What What's going to happen when one starts to get a little bit of momentum behind it? I mean, that's as a... Many entrepreneurs tend to have that entrepreneurial ADD and there's a lot of things and a lot of projects going on, but all of a sudden something catches heat and you need to kind of chase it. How are you going to, how are you going to deal with that? Cause the time yeah. will come. Um, well, okay. So each business, we have one person that's fully in charge. And so, um, for my design business, that's, I had that, uh, for pocket living, that's one that Azad and I also had. And then for a lot of yoga camp business, my partner Juan, him and Azad, sort of had that and then we we take us to back and what else needs to be done but we are right now looking for um people to hire for pocket living and um we don't typically need somebody right now but we also foresee in the future and people that have been contacting us and that are coming up that we will need help um so we'll be hiring and i think that it's all manageable just as long as we are good with our um you know we use our time efficiently and we can direct people well um then everything can get done that needs to be done of course we'll have our our hard weeks um but definitely having the right people working for us too because if we have somebody that's wasting our time or someone that's just kind of daily deadlines then you know it takes more time than if we didn't have them so we're being very careful going through resumes and trying to find the right people to work for us right now if you had to choose between yoga pants tiny houses or your design firm which one would you choose tiny houses <laughs> and why would you make um, that definitely. choice well within I, I, I love my interior design business and it is my primary company um, but at the <clears> same time I'm not always fully able to do everything so sometimes I'm doing a kitchen remodel and I'm tearing out half of the kitchen and we're replacing cabinets or I'm doing a bathroom remodel and I want to keep some items um, that I'm not crazy about. But whenever it comes to tiny houses, I have more freedom with interior design also. So I can use both the custom design, the home, and the interior design. So it's kind of a a whole package. It's funny that you use the word freedom when you're talking about designing such a small space because I find that actually uh, when you have to take every square inch into consideration, um, again, from a design perspective, I see um, I can appreciate that I have the freedom to quote unquote do whatever I want. But at the same time, it's one of the most restrictive processes in saying I would love to have this, but it ain't going to fit. Um, and making sure <laughs> yeah, that you're yeah. intentional. Even, I mean, even at the framing stage, you need to make sure that all the framing components are in the places that you want them in order to sure. put the stuff that you want to put in that spot. So it's funny you use the word freedom. Um, I, I find it to be a double-sided coin in that in that perspective. From that perspective, it's also it's an extreme challenge. My my boyfriend always always says, "I don't see what's so hard about designing a tiny house." No, there's only a, two different. Lot. Yeah, there's, there's really, a lot to do when it comes to tiny house. By freedom, so I definitely see where what you're saying, and I definitely I think that there's different viewpoints, um, and both I think are right. 
within freedom, you know, you don't have to completely follow everything that traditional home if you're building on a foundation in a subdivision. So you can, you know, you can do some more fun attributes when it comes to your stairs or um, the flooring in your home and being able to find some more um, materials versus if you were to order, let's say, you know, I'm doing a regular home and I have to get a certain type of flooring, but they, they, you know, it's super, it's so expensive that they can afford to do it. With a tiny home, you have a little bit more freedom with splurging in certain areas because you're only buying, you know, 98 square feet versus 7,000 square feet. Um, so that's what I mean whenever I talk about freedom. Of course, there, you know, it's very restricted. If you move your window seal three inches, it can, you know, definitely change your entire design because then you have to move your closet or, um, you know, if your window is too long, you might not be able to put your loft where you want it to be. So, you know, I, I see what you're talking about, but there's, so there, there's restrictions, but there's also a lot of freedom in comparison to the regular interior design whenever I'm working with a home. Very cool. Um, Amanda, it was very good to have you on the show. Um, I wanted to say a shout out <clears throat> to our sure. listeners. We have this little contest going on. It's not really a contest. It's just a little challenge. If you send okay. us a review um, of our show, I'm not talking to you, Amanda. We're talking to the Tiny House listeners. If, ah, okay. <laughs> if, if um, you send us a review uh, about the Tiny House podcast, we will read it on the air. And it doesn't matter if it's a one star or a five star or a 10 star. How many stars you can jam in it, or jam, take away? Jam them in there. Um, and so we don't have a backlog. So if you send one in, we will read it immediately uh, on the next show, of course. Um, so, Amanda, really, th really uh, appreciate you being on. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Was this the show we were talking about, the toilet? Was it? the no. art? Yeah, it was. It was this show. Um, the toilet is uh, the that I was talking about by the artist was oh, called yes. The Fountain <laughs> by the artist Marcel Duchamp. Um, mm, listeners, there will be a test. Just to close that loop. <laughs> so he made a toilet into a fountain? He took a, he, all he did was he took the toilet and he turned it upside down and signed his name. It was a very controversial <laughs> work of art, but it sold, it, it has sold um, a couple times for a, a very large amount of money because yeah. his name was on it. So anyway. Um, so sign my name to my tiny house, and then it'll triple the price. There you go. And then after I die, it'll quadruple the That's price, exactly right? right. Okay, note yeah. to self. Yeah. It sold for $1.7 million in 1999. Wow. Yeah. The age of excess. <coughs> yes. Yeah, so, so 1999. So the float yeah. on floating center here in Portland? Yeah. Three days ago, announced a big announcement. They are going to design their own tank their own float tank oh wow and they've done software and yeah. they do they sell materials and businesses and they do have a float center and all this and so there's this great video we'll share this online listeners there's this great video and they show uh, graham and ashkan who are the two founders of this and they're just really well-made video showing it put together it's april fool's joke it's an april fool's I joke. it looks it. like a toilet Oh, it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, and they're fully fleshed out ideas, and they use all this language that they were. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, so funny. Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, next week, we're talking with. Next week, uh, we're talking with Adam Lehman with. Lehman Brothers? And No, they're toast. Anyway, <laughs> oh, with, that's right. well, maybe that's what he's moved on to, tiny houses. <laughs> yes. They're so toast. Sorry, Lehman Brothers. <laughs> Shout out. A new beginning, tiny homes. So maybe it is Lehman Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. See you next week. See ya. See ya, listeners.
Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. Thank you.